Hello, I'm Jen Taylor, host of the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I am letting you know that I have created a great quiz that will help you figure out which of the eight CEOs you need to be working on and the tasks that would benefit you the most. I hope you hop down to the show notes, click the link and take the quiz. I promise it's a quick two minute quiz. And I can't wait to see what your feedback is. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jen Taylor, and you're listening to Design Your Wedding Business. As a wedding business coach, I've made it my mission to help creative entrepreneurs build streamlined workflows, processes, and procedures so they can grow their business and spend time on what they love the most, their craft, their family, and their lives. I understand how you feel, and I know it may not be fun to put in the work to build a well-oiled machine, but luckily for you, that's what I love to do. On this podcast, I'm teaching you how to take the stress and chaos out of your business, remove the guesswork, and discover a clear, profitable path to sustainable growth. Let's get started. Welcome to the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I'm Jen Taylor, your host. Today, we're going to talk about working from home. Goes very well with episode number five and episode number nine, but we're going to dig deeper. Those two are about boundaries and expectations and creating your ideal day. But I'm going to dig deeper about things you need to get done while working from home. Most of us have been working from home if you're in the wedding industry for a while. And if you're just getting into the wedding industry and you're not working at an event space or a caterer or a rental company, you are working usually from home. So what does that mean? Is it WTF or WFM? Working from home or what the Fs? So the things that we're going to go over today are making sure you have a separate place to work. You never know. We could be schooling from home again. Work meetings and scope creep. So if you don't already, make sure you have a dedicated place for your work. Not on the couch. Sometimes it's on the kitchen table. Sometimes it's in your bedroom. I would not recommend that. But for me, I have a dedicated office that I do my work at. I've learned, especially over the last couple months living in this new house, that if I work on the couch, I get nothing done. I just sit there and do nothing. Nothing gets done. So that's where I'm like, I need to do my work in my office. And with the perfect day, you know, we talk about, you know, making sure you're getting up and taking breaks, you're walking around, you're not just sitting there all the time. But we didn't talk about is making sure you have a shut down and startup routine. I heard this, I don't know if it was at a retreat or if it was on a Zoom call. I mean, the last two years, I've heard lots of things. <laughs> so this was one of those things where it really resounded with me is this woman had her office. I don't know if she had a laptop or if she had a desktop computer. I'm assuming it's a laptop because the story goes, every day when she was done, whatever that time was, she did her routine. And at the end of the day, at the end of that, was closing her laptop and being done and putting it away in a drawer, in a closet, until the next work day. A news becomes the next day. And then she creates that routine on restarting her day. And I found this very interesting. And we'll get into this when we talk about scope creep. But my laptop is with me all the time, whether it's in my office or out on the couch. 
it really goes into the bedroom unless I'm coming home from something and I'm just like, I just want to lay in bed and just look at whatever. So set up a ritual for you. So when you know the workday is done, the workday is done. And sometimes that's hard to do. Schooling from home. I know everybody has gone back to school, but you never know what's going to happen next. We've learned that the last two years. So just have this as an operations for your house. This is an operational workflow procedure for a house. What is the school schedule for each child? Do they have their own space to work? Can you teach them life skills during this time? I mean, this was a great time for a learning. You know, I learned a lot of fractions by cooking and learning how to double or reduce a recipe. That's a great way to get them life skills and do math at the same time. And then what are the boundaries and expectations around interruptions, lunch, playtime, and homework time? You can also take this as part of them coming home from school and all of that, what that entails. And now this episode is going to be released during the summer. So what's the summer schedule look like? What's the procedure for your house, your workflow for the summer for the kids? If you have them, I don't. So I can't give you expert advice on this, but I can just say having a routine for them and for you will create a better summer experience for sure. It was their camps. Is there this? Is there that? I remember growing up, we had all of that. So we were very busy kids. My sister and I, we would come up from wherever we were stationed at the time. My dad was in the Air Force. We'd come up to Washington State and stay with my grandparents. And you know, whether it was swimming lessons, horseback riding lessons, driving around, that was literally what we did a lot of. There was always something for us to do. So it was a fun summer, but we were always busy going to see you know, everybody. My grandparents lived in a bubble home park and they were retirees. And so there was other kids that would come in. So we had playtime with them and all that stuff. So it was it was fun and work time with my grandparents. So we were always busy. But what does that look like for you guys? What does that entail? What's the summer routine? What's the summer workflow, the summer procedure for both you and for your kids, especially the boundaries and expectations of working from home in your home? What are their rules to interrupt you? Because you're still working, especially in the wedding industry. The summer is the busiest time. So I know up here we're starting wedding season quote unquote, usually starts the weekend after July 4th and goes through the end of September, beginning of October, because the weather starts changing. But, you know, right now we're ramping up. So what does that look like for the rest of the country? So this study I found back in beginning of 2020, it was a Microsoft study on working from home. And I found it very interesting to see. And a lot of it can correlate to what we do and where you know, we're at and even your clients where they're at. So here's some studies. It was from 350 people from their modern workplace transition team. They studied them, studied their work habits and all of that. And this is what they came out with. People were on, quote unquote, on for four more hours on average. So they were working. They were on, whether that's on their, you know, I am whatever. They were on four hours more. There was a blurring of line between work-life boundaries. We'll talk about that. I call that scope creep. Multitasking did not spike, even though people weren't in the same room. So, you know, there was people weren't doing their laundry or their dishes or whatever when there was a meeting going on. Meetings shifted. And this is where this is this is fascinating. Meetings shifted from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. to, so it was originally, 
you go to work, you have a meeting from eight to 11. Usually that's when I was in corporate, usually had your meetings in the morning. So then you could have the afternoons to work. So during the work from home, it shifted from 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. So meetings were done after the kids were done schooling, which I found that fascinating. Days became more fragmented with more meetings and personal responsibilities to juggle. So you've got the kids home, you've got meetings, you've got this, you've got that. So your days become very much a segmented part of working from home. They worked in pockets, but found that the job demands rushed into filled the voids that were previously their personal time. So you're no longer going off to your kid's soccer game or something else outside of work. That became a void. So meetings sucked up that void. So there's your four extra hours of on time. 25% of reductions of internal IM messaging during lunchtime. Now it's at 10%. So more people were IMing during quote-unquote lunch hours. The night shift became alive and well. They were using this time to catch up on work communications with other team members. IMs sent between 6 p.m. and midnight increased by 52%. People were working now at night because during the day, they're fragmented with some meetings, some personal, some meetings, some personal, and now all your work will get done on the night shift. 10% of the employees who had the least weekend collaborations, less than 10 minutes, so they were maybe on for a little bit of time during the weekends, they saw that tripled within a month. So now they're working weekends too. But connections still mattered. Social meetings went up 10% and one-to-one -one meetings went up 18%. And in some cases, the size of their network went up instead of declining or holding steady. So people were still connecting online, but that was a fascinating thing for them that it went up 18%. So now they have to figure out how to integrate that work in life because it's hard. So some departments had a recharge Friday where the day was free of meetings, kind of like what I talk about with the CEO day. There's no meetings. You're working with yourself. You have no client expectations and no meetings. So it's a time to recharge. It's a time to look at your business, but it's also a time to, for me, I do grocery shopping. I do my laundry. I do the cleaning of the house. Those are CEO time, CEO things that I put into that, whether it's recharge Friday or whatever you want to call it. They're encouraging their employees to use their vacation time to unplug and relax. They're still getting vacation accrued during this time, but you can't go. They couldn't go anywhere. So they were asking their employees to use it to not do work. And these were created because employees were not able to focus because their free space was filled up by meetings. So meetings became a huge part of the working from home. Like everybody was on Zoom. Everybody was sick of Zoom. Everybody's sick of Teams, Microsoft Teams. Everybody was sick of doing everything virtually. So you're starting to see things, I mean, definitely seeing things open up and all of that, but this still working from home is a huge part of our culture now. And people have realized they enjoy it. So how do you make that work for you and creating that perfect day? And this is part of it. So like I talk in my perfect day, work meetings. Do you have a certain day or times do you meet? Do you meet in person or meet via video? If you're doing a video meeting, where are you meeting them at? If you're at home, are you meeting them in your office? Do you have a place that you can close the door? Do you have a screen that you can put up saying, I am working, you cannot bother me, or I am on a call and you cannot bother me, unless you're bleeding from the eye sockets, things like that. 
And then finally, that word scope creep. Scope creep can come in many forms. Your clients will have scope creep on their events, but you can have scope creep in your life. The fuzzy line between personal and work. Like I said, my laptop comes with me at the end of the day. So there's that fuzzy line of being online and working online. So what's that look like? I'm the same with networking. I could be on a Facebook group and network and be on that and do that. But I'm also on Facebook or wherever. And then housework. There's times I get up and go do the dishes or I get a glass of water and get sidetracked by, you know, whatever I feel like I need to do around the house. And so then that becomes part of the scope creep of your actual working from home. So those are things that when you're working from home is really a good thing to be aware of. So from making sure you have a dedicated place to work to making sure you have your boundaries and expectations set for you all working from home and being home for the summer and in the fall, what does that look like? Making those rules and those boundaries now will help tremendously. And then making sure you have your downtime, making sure that computer gets closed for work and you set the boundaries around that. With that, have a wonderful week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Design Your Wedding Business. I know how easy it is to get overwhelmed as an entrepreneur in the wedding business. So if you're looking for support and a group of others who totally get it, I encourage you to join our Facebook group. This is a place where you can ask for recommendations, gain feedback, share your celebrations, and ultimately build meaningful relationships that will benefit you and your business. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash design your business, Jen Taylor, to join now. See you there.